teaching people how to become self-advocates is, is a big deal for me. Representative Deshauna Neal, the General Assembly's first non-binary legislator, is empowered to teach others to stand up for themselves. And then there's Representative Carrie Evelyn Harris. Her goal is to increase civic engagement. Whether you voted for me or not, if you were a part of the process, it's important for you to be engaged, and that means a lot to me. There's certainly big plans ahead from a new class of legislators who have emerged this legislative session. Representatives Cindy Romer, Sophie Phillips, and Stell Parker Selby also share their goals and personal views from favorite eateries in the state to what prompted them to run for office. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. I'd like to take this time to welcome Representative Cindy Romer to Whip Count. Thanks for joining us, Cindy. Thanks for having me. So you represent the 25th district. Tell us a little bit about your district before going into all things Cindy Romer. Yeah, my district is the 25th district. It cuts down directly down Main Street in Newark. Um, so I, I always say that Klondike Cates is is Paul Bombeck and Iron Hill is me. And so I'm directly on that side all the way to the Maryland line. And then our district goes um, about 70, 75% of the University of Delaware all the way to Route 40 and a lot of great suburbs, um, a lot of great neighborhoods and uh, the university. So I'm excited to represent them. Now tell us why, why run? Tell us a little bit about your background or just a little bit about uh, yourself for those who do not know you. Yeah, my um, my background's actually in tech. So I manage a group of software developers and I love tech. I, I think it's great. I love that it keeps me fresh. It keeps me um, up to date with my kids and, and, and what they are going through and what they need. And um, so I, I love that part of my, my life. Um, but there was an advocacy side that I really got involved in. Probably around 2019, I started just um, really realizing that the world that I saw and the way the world treated me was not the way it was treated for everybody. And so I started getting a lot more into advocacy through um, Moms Demand Action and the NAACP and the ACLU. Um, and so I joined the NAACP Newark branch and Moms Demand Action mm -hmm. and, and really just started getting involved in the advocacy side of, of change. And then COVID happened. And all of a sudden, um, even though so much of the world closed down, from a political standpoint, it really opened up because everything went online. So I say the way some people would listen to podcasts while they work, I had a computer over here and I listened to legislative hearings. And so, you know, being somebody who couldn't necessarily take half a day off work to go and, you know, make a two minute comment for something I'm passionate about, um, I was able to have it hear and listen and pay attention, but, you know, chime in for my two minutes and, and have my voice be heard. And I just learned a ton along the way. And uh, our representative in the 25th district retired, John Qualco, after uh, 16 years. And um, yeah, friends had approached me and we were really looking in the community to see who could take that spot and make sure we really kept it um, with, with a Democrat. And I think what was the... Um, the clincher for me was a friend of mine said, you know, all those things you advocate for, well, now you could vote on, you'd have a vote on the floor. And I was like, okay, that's that was it. it. That's yeah. it. That's pretty great. <laughs> that's it. Yes. 
Uh, any plans, which I'm sure you have many of them, but what would be some of the things that you would like to focus on? Yeah, so I still, from an advocacy standpoint, um, last year I was pushing um, for the gun bills, which the uh, the Senate and the House did an amazing job passing a great gun bill package. Um, but I would like to see permit to purchase. Um, we know that that reduces gun violence and makes a big difference. And so I'd like to see that passed. Um, and then from a standpoint of Leobor, uh Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights, um, there's there's definitely work to be done there. Um, so I think there are state priorities and then there are local priorities that I'd like to work on. And right now I'm going on uh, what I call like a listening tour, right? Like uh, agencies are have been meeting with us and have been very gracious with their time and information. And, you know, I'm just going into this with a lot of humility and really wanting to learn and listen and not assume that that I know best um, right off the bat and, and really just just listen. So let's uh, pick up the pace and do something a little fun to help our audience get to know you. So tell us, and I don't want to cause any trouble, but I am. Uh, what's your favorite eatery here in Delaware? My favorite eatery? I would say for, especially in its, love it also because it's in district, is El Diablo. And so you're a mom of how many? Two. I have an 18 and a 14 year old. Okay, so a mom of two, favorite Delaware location, maybe let's say to take your family. For sure, Lewis Beach. So I love, I, yeah. I love Lewis Beach. Love it. I do. Uh, it's just like my happy place. Um, we have lots of, my sister has a house down there. My dad lives there and my stepmom year round and they're awesome. And um yeah, it's it's where we get a lot of good family time down there. We get time with the kids. So yeah, Lewis for sure. How would you encourage, I know you have an 18 year, year old at home. How would you encourage young folks to stay civically engaged? If I could tell young folks <laughs> to one thing to do to keep themselves civically engaged, it is on whatever social media they're on, follow one person, follow one legislator. It doesn't matter who they are. They will, you will know about the big things that are going on in the state, right? And a lot of that's from help from great communication people like you um, who help us along the way. But you're going to know when election day is coming up. You're going to know when um, early voting has began. You're going to know that, wow, there's a, there's a committee hearing today. So you don't need to follow everybody, but follow your state legislator or your um, state senator or your council person, um, you know, follow a couple of them and you'll be able to at least keep in touch and find out that, you know, not everything's going to interest you, right? Not everybody can be, you know, one of the things I've said along the way during my campaign when I was knocking doors is if I'm the smartest person in the room, I need to get more people in the room, right? Like I'm, I'm going to be an expert on certain things in life. I'm not an expert in everything in life, right? And so, um, you know, you need to have more people in the room. So, you know, the more that they can, can follow along and you know a lot of times you're just swiping because it doesn't matter but every once in a while if something you can key into something and be like wow i really care about domestic violence or i really care about the climate or i really care about um you know racism you know you can find those things and and along the way you'll figure out a way to get One of our newest members, Representative Sel Parker Selby. Thank you for joining us on Whip Count. Thank you for inviting me. 
So tell us, I'm sure people in the 20th district got a chance to get to know you all summer as you spent a lot of time on the campaign trail, but what should folks know about Representative Parker Selby? Well, I guess it's a long story, but we'll put it in a nutshell. I am a native of Sussex County, and many people uh, kind of have a they're surprised because as an African-American, I've stayed in Sussex County throughout my entire career. I was educated in the Delaware schools from elementary two-room DuPont school all the way up to University of Delaware. And I've just enjoyed living in where I grew up, Lewis area, Milton. I like the beach area and it was calm and, and um, just nice to live. And now it's become so congested and everything. I'm like, what's happening to my place? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I became involved in uh, the political scene. Actually, in the early 2000s, I ran for um, Senate uh, and I ran also for state treasurer. And that's kind of what happened here. Um, we couldn't find anyone to run and they were looking for someone. And I tried to get some younger, encourage some younger community members to do it, but they weren't ready, didn't feel like it. So they convinced me to come on and do it again. So I did it. And this time I had to go out and learn all the new people who've moved to the area because the local people all know me. I've been yes. taught a lot of students and many of them are owners of business, businesses and so forth now. And um, the new people I had to learn. And I did a quite a job going door to door and also having Many were inviting me to their homes for the meet and greets. And what occurred was I let them know my life, what I was about. And they read about me, Googled me and all that. And uh, here I am. I told the story um, when I was introduced the other day. I was basically uh, one of the first African-Americans. I was the first from my high school, which was William C. Jason Comprehensive High School. One of the three African-American segregated high schools in Delaware at the time, and I was one of the first to be asked to do girl state from my social studies teacher, Mr. Donald Coker, who wound up coming up here writing bills after the schools were closed for integration. And uh, here I am today, the first African-American ever in the history of the state of Delaware and from Sussex County to be here where I was as a teenager learning the government. So I'm excited. It's um, I'm honored and uh, I'm ready to go and do what I have to do for all the people. Yes. What are some of the things that you hope to spend some time on during legislative session or uh, give some attention to? What are some of the issues? In well, your I mean, I'm, a, I'm a strong educator. That's been my thing all my life, being an educator. And I, I had a very, a quite successful uh, career as an educator. I produce many students out here doing very well here in the United States and internationally. So I'm proud. And I'm, um, as I say, I'm a black and proud person because I've taught all races of students and all. Uh, I didn't go through what I'm seeing today, which bothers me. And it just feels good to be able to get out here and get back into helping get education back on some level where I'm hearing it's kind of there are things that have been going on that are decreasing student learning and so forth. And I'm going to have a little input there. I'm also concerned about um, our highways, our congestion, 
um, traffic in our area. Um, environment, I don't want us to lose our beautiful beaches. And uh, I don't want us to lose all the pretty things, trees and things are being torn down. And that's affecting all of us, as we know. And I'm also concerned about housing, affordable housing for people. We have overlooked that for so long, and now they're finding that we need affordable housing. So I'm concerned about that and have a little input about that. Uh, it's just so much on the plate. You can't do all of it. But those are some of my top three um, areas I want to look into. I love during your swearing-in ceremony, you mentioned working across the aisle. How passionate are you about that part? I'm very passionate about that. Uh, I don't want, nationally, it's just been horrible to see what's been going on in a country that I love, my country. I don't have to wave the flag to let everyone know I'm very proud to be an American. My father fought for the country. He was a veteran. My great-great-grandfather was a Civil War veteran who's buried in Lewis in the African-American cemetery, which just got a marker on it about a couple of years ago. And my great-great-grandmother uh, was a slave. And I uh, had a picture of her. She, I didn't know her, of course, but my father did. And she used to smoke her pipe and tell the stories how she was on the ship. She was a cook on some ships coming off of Lewis. So I have a history and my roots are so embedded in Sussex County, in particular the beach area, that um, there's no way I can't get out here and help do something with all the people. And I'm used to being a part of dealing with, I don't care what party, what race, that's not what I grew up with. I grew up with, we're all human beings. And I mentioned that in my campaign. I said, I'm a human being person. We all have our needs together as human beings and forget this business about Republican, Democrat, black, white, whatever. That's not important. We have some challenges in our world right now that are going to affect all of us, no matter what we look like or where we live and so forth. So I'm very strong and let's hear each other out. We're not gonna agree on everything, but we're humans. And I'm used to seeing after integration, after the Dr. Martin Luther King movement, we fought hard, and I was part of that teenage movement. I was a Delaware State uh, student at the time. And we fought very hard to make sure people today can do what they're doing today. Joining me now on our Meet the Freshman episode is Representative Sophie Phillips of the 18th District. Now, I know you spent your summer introducing yourself on a campaign trail, but Here's an opportunity to introduce yourself to the rest of our residents here in the state. Uh, tell us about yourself. And first and foremost, just thank you for joining us. Of course, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and to be a state representative for the 18th district. So my background, I have my undergraduate degree in environmental and marine science and my master's in energy and environmental policy. And I primarily focused my master's work on environmental justice. And that's when I really started diving into politics more. I had always been political. My parents had always, you know, raised me watching the news and going to protests and really being involved in our community. But it wasn't until I really started diving into environmental justice work that I decided I wanted to run for office. I focused on environmental justice as Miss Delaware. 
last year as well. And I had met community members from all over the state that mentioned a disconnect between legislators and what they really wanted and needed. And they felt like they didn't have the attention of their legislators or they would only have the attention for two weeks. So I decided to make sure everybody had a voice in the political process. I would run for office and make sure that I amplified their voices. Now, was it hard for you to transition into this new role coming from the pageant world? I know so often people judge women who are in this type of life, which is a really rewarding one because I don't think people understand that it's an opportunity to win scholarship money, to help pay for education and so much more. But any challenges with that? Yeah, I think a big part of it is debunking that stigma that, you know, we're just a pretty face that does parades and waves at people. I think because I focused my entire year on environmental justice and really working on those on the ground projects, and I did only a couple of parades, I tried to stay away from from those appearances as much as I could so I could really get into the community and do what Miss Delaware is supposed to do, which is make a difference in the state. And if you look at all the local title holders in the state of Delaware and what they're doing, it's amazing to me. Like I am always blown away by all the projects that community member that um the the local title holders are doing for the state of Delaware. And I really think we're we're better off having all of these young women who are so interested in our state and really want to make a difference. And you mentioned scholarship too. That was huge for me. I actually have leftover scholarship money since I already finished my master's. So I took a course this semester at the University of Delaware and I'll be taking one in the spring and another one in the fall because of all that extra scholarship money from that. And I also did an AmeriCorps internship. So I am so grateful that I was able to, you know, win Miss Delaware, get that scholarship money and continue my education even past my master's. Now, it's amazing. I'm sure you already know this, but this legislative session, 50, at least 50% of the Delaware House Democrats are women. How does that feel? It feels incredible to be a part of that. You know, women bring a new perspective. And, you know, I'm also a woman of color. I'm Black, Indian, and Caribbean, and European. So having that background as well gives me another perspective. So seeing that there's so many women, so many women of color, especially uh, bringing a voice to the table now, I think we're able, going to be able to create even better policy since we have all these new perspectives. And then anything, I, I did this, I threw out some fun, fun questions. Now, if you had to think of or had to share, and this could get you in trouble. I don't know, Representative Phillips, and that's, I guess you'll have to get used to being called Representative Phillips. What's your favorite Delaware eatery? Oh, that's so hard. Oh, wow, okay. I will say one of my go-tos that I went to what, literally last night is Homegrown in Newark. I love Homegrown because I'm vegetarian, vegan, and they have so many options. So I've always loved Homegrown. I think I discovered it my freshman year of college and have just continued to go back. So Homegrown is definitely one of my favorites. Okay, any favorite thing to do here in Delaware? So many things too. This is hard. I love to be outdoors. So I love hiking. There are so many parks around me and I have a Great Dane. So I love to go, I love to really park hop and go to all the different parks, bring my dog and explore around as much as I can. So I would say outdoors hiking with my dog is my favorite thing to do here. 
Okay. And then you're so Delaware because of what? Can you give us something about yourself that people can say, yes, Sophie's so Delaware? Honestly, the way that I say some words like home and phone, they immediately are like, wow, you're from Delaware. I've never heard that accent before. <laughs> and I yeah. from my freshman roommate, I used to make fun of her for her accent. And then literally, literally within two years, I had the same exact accent. <laughs> and That's I, funny. I think too, what's so unique about Delaware, and this is what I shared at Miss America too, is it's almost an exact replica of the entire United States. We have all these different types of, um, what's the looking for it? <clears throat> like we have oceans, we have farms, we have cities, we have all of that. And our population diversity is almost exact to the US. So I think that's so unique. And I think it gives us a really great opportunity to do projects here and see how they could blow up nationally. So I think Delaware is a really great example of, you know, what the U.S. can look like and how we can all work together to create projects that works for everybody. I'd like to take this time to introduce Representative Carrie Evelyn Harris to LibCount. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So is that something that'll take you some time to get used to than being called representative? Absolutely. It's something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. And um, I'm just, I, uh, I know that I've earned this position, but at the same time, I don't see myself separate from other people. So it's just a little bit uncomfortable to have that, that title ahead of time. I also giggle at the um, mail that I get that says the honorable Carrie Evelyn Harris. <laughs> Take a moment and say, wow, that's that's different. <laughs> yeah, but it's well deserved. Tell us some things that people may not know about you across the state. And I know at one point in time you did campaign and you 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 went up against Senator Tom Carper. And so maybe yes. people have a good memory, but then again, that's been some time. So let's <laughs> let's uh let's um well I am what I do is community work. So I'm a community organizer and advocate. Um, so I've worked both with in this body uh, to help put together some legislation and assist legislators in, in areas where they needed to get information out to their constituents uh, about legislation they thought would be helpful, as well as at the federal level and different states throughout the nation. Um, I'm really big into making sure that there is justice for all of us. Um, and understanding that all of our struggles are connected. And um, I pride myself on speaking with and bringing together coalitions of people that most people would never see as um, being able to be at the same table and fighting for the same causes. But I largely feel that um, much of our divide comes from the fact that we just avoid tough topics. But once we jump into it and tackle it, we realize that we have a lot more in common. And um, and that's where we find our humanity. And what I think is the most beautiful part about the American spirit is um, while we have a lot of dysfunction, when when things go wrong, we see each other as human beings and we, we put aside everything that we were uh, trained to see as differences and realize that we have so much more that we should connect on. Now, I understand one of the things that you're passionate about would be environmental justice, because you actually yes. collaborated and worked with Representative Larry Lambert yes. uh, recently. So we know environmental justice is one thing, but uh, what are some other things that people can expect from you in 
regards to pieces of legislation. Absolutely. So definitely environmental justice is important to me. We can't we can't turn away from it. Right. You can't build a wall high enough. You can't dig a hole deep enough to avoid pollution. I don't care how much money you make. You may might think pollution is concentrated in a particular area, but pollution spreads and we all have to pay attention to it. Um, whether we want to call it climate change or not, we do know that winters are getting um, shorter, but when it's cold, it's cold, cold, and the, the summers are getting long, and when it's hot, it's hot, hot, things that we're just not used to, right? And so um, yeah. we're seeing that flooding is coming more and more inland uh, in places that thought they never had to be concerned about flooding, they're feeling it. Um, and so there's clearly something wrong, regardless of what we call it. And we have to fix it. Our waterways are 97% contaminated. That's going to affect not just our health, but our economy. Um, you know, we are, tourism, is, tourism is a major driver of our economy that impacts our education system, our roadways, everything. Um, and if people stop showing up because our water is contaminated, that's going to hurt us. So we have to make some major decisions uh, when it comes to cleaning up our environment. And then um, finally, my big area is healthcare. Healthcare is unfortunately uh, creating a system of almost like indentured servitude. People are staying in jobs because they're afraid to shift jobs because they'll have three three months to twelve months without healthcare, right? And so they'll stay in a place where they're maybe not growing, or they're as far as personally and intellectually and or financially. Um, and that's very concerning. We also have the issue of costs are just insane. It costs the business a lot. It costs the individual a lot. It costs families a lot. And um, we have to figure a way to reel that in. But unfortunately, uh, Delaware has dwindled down the, the number of insurance carriers here. So it really almost creates like a monopoly or duopoly here, um, which makes it so it's harder for us to regulate our costs. So we really do need to figure out a way to... Um, work through that that obstacle, uh, possibly create a healthcare system where, unfortunately, because we have too many seniors and too many young kids and a lot of ca high cancer rates, asthma rates, things like that, uh, we can't have a uh, universal healthcare system like they have in Massachusetts. We would need something national, but perhaps we can create something regional. And I would love to look into that so that we can lower our costs. Um, and what I'm excited about is I'm joining a legislature who has, over the last several cycles, already worked on reducing health um, prescription costs. And I'd like to just continue that trend um, because people should not have to make hard decisions between their health and other financial obligations. Um, the health of an individual, the health of a family actually also impacts our economy. And so it is something that we all need to invest in as a community to make sure we're all thriving. So how do you plan to keep your constituents engaged as well as to stay in touch with you? Absolutely. So um, one of the things that I had discussed on the campaign trail is the fact that I'm only one person. And so um, I didn't want to set up the idea that I'd be able to be ever present. Right. Um, I would love to be. And, and having these conversations, people understood that. But I also wanted to I wanted to serve differently. I want to be as present as I could be. Um, but I also want folks to realize none of this happens with just one person. I had discussed with many of my uh, constituents the idea of creating a district council where we will have a certain number of folks per um, housing community that will come together across party lines and talk and, and work together. So they will help me when I'm 
knocking on doors. I'm, it's my goal to not just knock doors during campaign seasons. And so folks are very excited about it. Um, we're hoping to kick that off in the new year. Uh, people are still signing up to, to be a part of it. And it's um, my goal is to have as many people in the 32nd be a part of this change and to become the model of what it means to have a truly active district. And um, the truth is the loudest districts get the most income uh, as far as from the state. And so statewide will yes. care about the 32nd because we will turn out uh, because we will be inspired and we will be working together. And so we'll be able to build our communities and then um, hopefully lead by example what it means to be a, uh, a truly um, immersed and representative um, district. I love it. If I was in your district, I would jump to join the district <laughs> council. I think that's an awesome yeah. idea. So don't be surprised when <laughs> we hear about your colleagues creating yes. the same thing. I think that's an awesome idea. <laughs> I'd like to take this time to introduce everyone to Representative Deshana Neal, who's not new to politics. For those who did not follow your campaign in Ellesmere, tell tell people about Deshana. Oh gosh. Uh well, <laughs> I challenged authority a lot. I always had questions and I was very curious. Um I became a mother uh, to my oldest uh, when I turned 21. And boy, I would say she definitely taught me a thing or two about what to not expect <laughs> once you become a parent. Um, my child was assigned male at birth. Um, and by age three, she was telling me, um, that she was a girl and I did not know what that meant. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, trans kids was not a discussion topic yet in the early 2000s. And so I kind of went through things on my own for a mm -hmm. long time. So um, tell me not to cut you off, but tell me uh, your child's decision. Did that start your activism? Um, was that not the in the very beginning yet. What really started it was once she was about to start puberty. And then I realized, oh no, if we don't do something, she's going to go through male puberty. And so being on Medicaid, she needed puberty blockers and they denied her. And that was the first time I realized I had this ability to share a story about an injustice. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned getting involved after your child yes. was denied uh, some um, puberty blockers. Right. And once I won using pretty much uh, federal guidelines, uh, thanks to, you know, uh, former President Obama's ACA, he had a section uh, ACA stands for Affordable Care Act. He had a section within that section 1557, which pretty much stated that insurers that received either federal money or uh, private insurance could not deny uh, care based on gender identity. And so I sent that to former Governor Raquel, <laughs> this letter, um, former Governor Raquel, the um, 
the, the director of Medicaid and the secretary of um, human health services and stuff. And all of a sudden they were like, oh, you're approved. Um, making my daughter the first transgender minor in the state of Delaware to receive gender affirming care. Um, and then from there, I, I help them reshape the, I have Medicaid reshape the policy. So now they do cover all trans and non-binary youth uh, who are on Medicaid. And that was really my first foray. Um, that was how I met uh, Senator Sarah McBride. <laughs> um, and then people like learned about, oh my goodness, this whole, this family has been in Delaware this whole time and nobody knew about us um, until that moment. But then I started to uh, find myself in DC a lot. And <laughs> um, I lobbied uh, Capitol Hill and um, but then I decided it was time to come back to Delaware. Uh, I unfortunately in my mid thirties suffered a stroke and it went untreated and misdiagnosed for almost two years. And so that left me disabled as well, but I knew I would not give up helping others. Um, I had lost my speech for a while and it ended up being my children. I have four now, um, two which are transgender, actually. I have two trans daughters now. Um, okay. They helped me get my voice back. Okay. Well, let's uh, speed up the podcast or jazz it up a bit. Uh, <laughs> tell us your favorite Delaware eatery. I am from inner city near rashes so it's got to be gmp's hoagies and steaks <laughs> off okay. our street uh, any other delaware thing about yourself that you would like to share oh gosh um i'm i'm a i'm a conquered high school class of 2000 person go raiders yeah uh you know i definitely was the mall type i just went to Concord mall yesterday and i was so sad because i remember the 90s and i'm like oh where's hot topic you know yeah yeah um yeah i'm pretty i'm as delaware as delaware gets but i tried really hard to go outside of that um i've traveled other countries just to get that perspective but in the end of the day i'm gonna come back for some serpies tomato pie and kick back and watch some netflix and enjoy myself whip count is brought to you by the delaware house democratic caucus Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DE House Dems, on Twitter at DE House Dems, on Instagram also at DE House Dems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.